All right, thanks everybody. We are here today with Darvish Shadravan on our Spring ML Insights to Action Salesforce podcast. Welcome, Darvish. How are you doing? Hey, I'm fantastic. Happy Monday. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great. Thank you uh, for joining us today. So as we get started, um, wanted to have you share your career journey, Darvish, to how you you navigated your way out of out of college and through through the the world of tech and landed yourself uh, at your role today at Salesforce. Sure. Yeah, I'll give you the brief version. If you want more, you can ask for it. But short story: I played in a rock band, <laughs> and so I'm, I did I'm too a for a while. Yeah. Actually. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So so I was doing the musician thing and just working on odd jobs. Uh, you know, at the time right after high school, and then. Um, you know, realized that was going to be a hobby and not a career at some point. And so then I, I uh, started going to uh, community college with the intention to just knock out some credits and go to go to law school uh, here in Des Moines at Drake. Uh, along the way, uh, I started doing some work for a local tech company um, as kind of a part time job. And it I, I became enamored and, and enjoyed the work and enjoyed the people. And so the next thing you know, I'm, I'm working there full time. I got to know someone that worked at Microsoft at the time pretty well. So this, uh, this was a while ago, but I started, uh, eventually I started working at Microsoft in a, in a few different roles and spent quite a few years there um, in a variety of mostly pre-sales technical roles. I did a lot of work with products like SharePoint uh, and that, that, that whole stack with SQL and Office, et cetera. So I was there for a long time and, and that's where I honed my, my solution engineering skills and then about just a little less than seven years ago, Salesforce came knocking and I ended up at Salesforce. So it was, it was a great change and I've really enjoyed working at Salesforce. Um, so came here as a, what we call a core solution engineer, yep. which is uh, basically someone who works with a lot of enterprise customers, you know, doing, doing uh, pre-sales technical work, uh, knowing that I wanted to become a specialist. And so I, mm -hmm. uh, about four or five years ago, I had the opportunity to, um, to dive into the analytics world, which we can talk more about if you want to, but, and I've been on the Einstein team ever since. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you were part of the Einstein team from the early days back when it yeah. was, was wave and out in the yep. field, uh, helping sell that. Right. So, uh, just yep. brief, brief, uh, follow-up question there. Like talk to me about what you've seen in terms of the evolution of the product over the last few years now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's certainly evolved. That's for sure. Um, so yeah, that's right. I was, uh, at the time I, I was given the opportunity to become one of the first black belts on the product. And that's a, you know, internal Salesforce name that we were using just to say, Hey, if you want to become kind of an internal expert on this product, uh, this is, this is a, a way you can do it. And so I jumped at the chance to, to go become uh, one of the first group of black belts on at the time, what was known as wave. And of course, uh, for those of you that are familiar with Einstein analytics, it was acquired originally from a company called EdgeSpring. And excellent technical stack in terms of what it did on the back end, but the let's just say the the, the user experience had a little a little work to be done on it at the time. So <laughs> so the product has evolved a lot since the old wave days. But when I when I went through that black belt certification, that was pre Dreamforce, I think twenty fifteen yeah. maybe, and the you know pretty much everything we did at that time uh, required hand editing and JSON code to make to make anything work. Um, so given where we're at today, the product is, yeah, it's come a, come a million come miles. Leaps, sure. leaps yeah. and bounds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In the ranks of solution engineers there, you know, people, a lot of folks decide to, to go on to become people managers or whatever right. career path they're going to take. 
the other alternative is uh, <clears throat> once you're tenured enough, you can you can uh, go through this process that we call a master solution engineer yeah. certification. And so there, it's it's quite a um, uh, it's kind of like a part time job for about six months. And so it's but it's but it, for me, knowing that this is what I want to do and that I'm focused on data science and AI, um, that was the right the right thing for me. So yeah, so I'm I'm a master solution engineer on on okay. the Einstein product. Yeah. Thanks, Darvish. So what exactly is Einstein Discovery? Well, Einstein Discovery, uh, maybe a little bit of history, if that's okay. Go for it. Okay, sure. So, so you know, about five years, five or six years ago now, when our CEO, Mark Benioff, decided to start investing more in analytics and, and um, AI, uh, we, we, we acquired some companies, we bought and built some technologies, uh, you know, so now the, the Salesforce analytics and I'm using analytics in the bigger context or the analytics portfolio that we have is, is quite, quite deep and broad, right? We have everything from, from deep learning to, to, you know, reports and dashboards and everything in between. Right. So anyway, uh, so we acquired this, this firm named beyond core and beyond core was the uh, product that eventually evolved into Einstein discovery and beyond core's kind of claim to fame was that a business, person or someone who's maybe a business analyst or a subject matter expert in some particular data could take a data set, they could put it into the product, and they basically could do sort of automated machine learning very rapidly, right? So they mm -hmm. could adjust the data, they could build what, what's called a story in Einstein Discovery. And, it's, and so it's, you know, at its heart, it's a supervised machine learning engine. But what it does is it creates this thing called a story for the business user to understand um, what happened with their with their business data, why it happened, what's likely to happen, and last but not least, what can I do about it to improve it, right? So it's this full spectrum of analytics that, that happens very quickly uh, through this automated uh, machine learning engine. So that's, that's a, a brief description of what Einstein Discovery does. It's just, a, it's just an outstanding uh, platform for, for machine learning. So let's, let's get into that in a little bit more detail, right? So you mentioned, um you know, a business user being able to use Einstein discovery to create a story. What, when you're out there, you know, interacting with, you know, clients, potential clients and talking about Einstein discovery, what, what are you listening for in terms of, um, you know, the, the key signals as to like when and how a company should be potentially using Einstein discovery? Uh, sure. I mean, there are, so, you know, Salesforce, obviously, our, our flagship products are all around CRM. And so most of the data that we work with is related to customers in one way or another. So there's a, you know, there's a set of common use cases that Einstein Discovery is, is really streamlined to tackle. Uh, and that, and a lot of that is around building predictions, right? So you use the machine learning to ingest the data and then build a prediction about something. So for example, uh, you know, a, a very common use case, which of course would be something like, I want to understand how long it's going to take an opportunity to close, how many mm -hmm. days, right? Or I want to predict the likelihood of, a, of one of my leads to convert to a closed deal, right? Or something like that. There's this whole set of common sales, marketing, and service use cases. So when we hear customers talking about like, hey, uh, you know, we need to make predictions about this, this data so that we can do something, right? And I think that's what's key is that Einstein Discovery is part of the stack of, of technology in, on Salesforce that allows customers to not only predict using the data, but also then to take action on it. And what my favorite kind of word or what I look for are, are 
anything that would indicate the customer's trying to prioritize a workload. So what I mean by that is, for example, I'm an insurance agent, right, as an example, and I have 100 leads coming in every week, but I really only have time in my schedule to call and focus on 10 of those, right? So, so Einstein Discovery is a perfect platform, just like, you know, take those 100, mm-hmm. give them a score, and allow me to focus on what should be the best 10 using, using machine learning and data to do that. So those, yeah. are, those are just some thoughts there. Yeah, I hope that, hope that helps. Yeah, no, that's great. And and so as you as you are out there and uh, talking to lots of different customers or hearing from your colleagues on the sales team, what what are some trends that you're hearing from a use case perspective? Right, you named a couple of there uh, there that are you know centered around kind of traditional classic ones that you see a lot around time to close or lead conversion. What are some maybe newer trends or types of use cases that, that have been coming up that, you know, maybe say over the last six to 12 months, whether it's COVID related or not, that um, yeah, yeah. You, you found as, uh, oh, okay, that, that's interesting. You know, starting to see this a lot more often. Sure. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of interesting specific use cases. I'd say some of the, I mean, from a trend point of view, some of the things I see our customers have, um, and and you know, you I guess you could debate whether or not this is COVID related, but we, you know, I do see customers that are more anxious to get to done uh, with their with their models. And what I mean by that is, you know, historically, uh, the data science process can be pretty drawn out, right? And I and I have observed that a lot of customers are willing to sacrifice a little bit of of that rigor in order to get operationalized models out into the hands of users that are actually working with customers. And so what I mean by that is, you know, if they end up with an 85% accuracy instead of an 88% accuracy, maybe that's okay, especially for, you know, the types of use cases we're talking about here. So, so I think there's this, this focus by customers on like, you know, let, we have a couple of high priority use cases. They're very, that we understand it. They have this business problem. We have some data. It may not be perfect, but we really want to get a model bill. We really want to get something operationalized and actually get it into the hands of, of people who are working with customers. And that spans the gamut from, that's not necessarily just sales, right? That's service, it's marketing, it's sure. finance, it's all kinds of other use cases. And, and, the, and the other part about that is, you know, we're very focused with Einstein Discovery on this idea of augmented analytics, which is also kind of a trend right now where customers are saying, you know, we don't want a, one big gigantic dashboard with a bunch of KPIs on it. What we really want is something that's very focused on, on you know, uh, one particular thing, like we're trying to close, uh, you know, our cases faster or whatever it might be. And so, so they might really just have a couple of KPIs that's injected with machine learning predictions and whatnot to, to help people get get their work done. And the last thing I'll say about that in terms of trends, you know, for us with the, with the recent um, portfolio expansion for us adding Tableau into the mix last year, which obviously is a, you know, a big change for us to bring, to bring all those customers into the fold. Now we have a lot of sort of non-traditional use cases that we're, that we're thinking about with Einstein discovery. And what I mean by non-traditional for us, it means outside of CRM, right? So Tableau customers are using Tableau for everything, right? So so we're using our API prediction service. Um, we're starting to talk to customers a lot about how they can, um, y- you know, use those Tableau assets for, uh, for also as with Einstein Discovery for for predictions. That's so, great. Yeah, so, all, all, all kinds of awesome stuff going on. Cool. And and just to make sure that like we're all saying the same thing, right? So that prediction service, it's it's an output of the Einstein Discovery model uh, with an API, which means we can go, you know, put that result of a model 
frankly, like kind of anywhere, right? Any application can kind of go talk to it. So one, one example yeah. here is having Tableau interact with Einstein Discovery completely independent of anything else that's out there with Salesforce, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and part of that is, you know, when we, when we acquired Beyondcore and, and, you know, it evolved into Einstein Discovery, we were very focused on CRM use cases, right? That kind of the Salesforce customer was our primary um, go-to-market motion, right? But now uh, with Tableau and other things, we've had, there's just, Einstein Discovery is just such a powerful machine learning tool and it's um, the way it's designed to kind of, you know, uh, bring that power to the, you know, what we're calling the business scientist um, <clears throat> that extends beyond Salesforce, right? I mean, Salesforce is always going to be our, you know, our flagship customer platform, obviously, but uh, with Tableau in the mix now and other web service applications where customers want to use predictions, um, you know, there's no reason for us to limit it to, to just Salesforce. So we've, you know, we've expanded with the API to, to really anything people want to put discovery predictions into. Cool. That's, that's great. Yeah. So let's, uh, I'm going to give you a chance to get a little geeky here for a second. Let, let's get into yeah. kind of how Einstein discovery works a little bit and, and how does that, uh, you know, compare with other data science platforms and capabilities out there. So, you know, we don't have to talk about, you know, specific formulas or things like that, but, you know, give <laughs> us a quick tour of, you know, what's actually going on behind the scenes, what, what level of, you know, supervised machine learning is actually happening there and how, how the engine behind the front end of creating the story is like actually working. Sure. Well, that's an awesome question and, and uh, tough to boil down to sound bites, but, <laughs> but I'll, I'll do my best. Um, so supervised machine learning, right? Uh, I guess if we back up to just make sure everybody's on the same page there. What I mean by that is that we're going to, we're going to ingest a data set that looks uh, very common to most people, right? It'll look familiar. It's going to look like a, it's going to look like rows and columns. Uh, so it'll look like a spreadsheet or a CSV file. And so the data is, you know, this in this kind of format where it's uh, semi-structured or, or pretty well structured. <clears throat> and in that, in that data set, one of those columns is what we would refer to in machine learning as an outcome variable. So in other words, I'm trying to, maximize or minimize some column within that data set that might be you know customer lifetime value i want to maximize that or maybe i want to minimize customer churn or whatever so we have that outcome variable we might have 5 10 20 however many other columns as predictors we ingest that into einstein discovery and the data source you know we're pretty agnostic about the data sources so it could be almost anywhere obviously salesforce or you know uh, all kinds of other other uh, data repositories snowflake etc we bring that in, we create that story, uh, which is, uh, you could almost think of that as equivalent to a machine learning model. And that's all done in a, in, a, in, a, uh, in a GUI, right? So no code required to do that. So that's why we're targeting, you know, people who might not be traditional data scientists to do, to do some of this work. So they're able to run that model. And what's happening is that we use sort of industry standard algorithms uh, to, to, to build the model. So that would be things, um, you know, like logistic regression or, or XGBoost for decision tree kind of uh, data sets, et cetera. So these are their standard algorithms. And then at the end of that, we, we, we produce the story that shows all the correlations in the data and explains again why it happened, what happened, what's likely to happen, et cetera. So that's, that's the nickel tour. I mean, there's obviously a lot more detail behind the scenes, but um, I, I can point you at some uh, white papers to whatever for those that want to know all the details. Yeah, cool, cool. Thanks for that, Darvish. So, um, yeah. you know, when you're, looking at the spectrum, you know, you've got large enterprise customers who you might have an army 
of data science yes. teams, right? Yes. And then and then you move down to some smaller companies, you know, maybe they don't have any data scientists in the organization. Talk about how Einstein Discovery fits in and either complements or supplements in, in that enterprise customer or what value it can bring to that smaller customer and kind of everywhere in between. Sure. Yeah, and that's that's an awesome question. That's a lot of what my, you know, my current day job uh, actually is comprised of, given that I, um, I'm, you know, I'm on the Einstein team that's customer facing and I'm a data scientist. So, so a lot of the time that I spend uh, you know, on calls these days is with, with uh, data science teams from the customer, helping them understand exactly what you just asked about. Like, you know, they, they know how to build these things in whatever tool they're using, right? And that, you know, they're probably writing code to do that. They might be using a lot, there's a lot of common platforms out there. So in some ways, you know, the, the idea of building the machine learning model in terms of the algorithms and whatnot is really a lot of that is commodity these days, right? So, so what I help them understand is like, you know, if, if Einstein Discovery comes into your organization, what role would you, Mr. and Mrs. Data Scientist, play? And there's still an incredibly valuable role for them to play, right? And that's a lot of that's around helping validate the models, of providing oversight to the to the to the business experts who are um, that really understand the data. They might be involved in helping acquire the data, right? And, and get that data ready for predictive modeling. So there's there's still there's all these very valuable things that people who are data professionals can still have a hand in. But at the same time, Einstein discovery sort of frees up some of that, um, you know, I'll just call it the, the kind of plumbing work, right? It takes that, some of that out of the picture for them. So mm -hmm. the models can be built very quickly. They can be iterated on very quickly. They can be, and most, maybe most importantly, they can be deployed operationally to, you know, hundreds or thousands of users at scale, right? Because all of this is running on Salesforce data centers. So to data scientists, that's actually one of the hardest parts, right? Is to say, like to build a model is one thing, but then to say, okay, now I want to click a deploy button, like Einstein Discovery has and say, okay, now I'm going to ship this, this model out to a thousand sales reps. That's, that's really hard to do. So that's a big part of where we add value in the mix. All right. So that's on the enterprise side, right? And, and, and that, the, most data scientists recognize the value, what we, where, you know, how, what we're doing is different, et cetera. So that, that conversation is, is pretty good. On the smaller side, uh, the small and medium business side, you know, it's kind of the, the opposite end of the story, which is that they may not have a data science team or they, they just don't have those resources. And, you know, this is a market that Einstein Discovery directly addresses through enabling someone, I'm just, I'll just generically refer to it as a business analyst, enabling the business analyst to bring their data in and create a really you know, sophisticated machine learning model without having to write any code, without understanding you know, the details of the algorithms or any of that. So same value for them, right? Just in a different way. And so again, it's, uh, they, they, can, they can build the model quickly, they can understand what's going on in their data and they can deploy it out to the masses. You know, whether that's 10 people or 500 or whatever, it doesn't really matter. The process is kind right. of the same. Yeah. No, yeah. that, that that's awesome. Thanks, thanks for that. And I think that sure. really does illustrate how, you know, the product does have its own unique niche and being part of the Salesforce set of tools that are out there, right? And its ability to kind of, as you were talking about, deploy natively with ease is something that really, you know, separates it out from a lot of other tools out there. Not necessarily, you know, needing to get into like, oh, can we get to, you know, 86% accuracy versus 84% accuracy or whatever, because in a lot of business use cases, that that's really not all that important, right? 
So right, that's that's right, and and you know, and in a lot of our use cases, it's CRM data, right, which is human generated data, and what that means is, um, you know, if you if you have system generated data, then you can you can sort of try to extract those those accuracy levels that are much higher. But when it's human generated data, I mean, if you think about the, you know, the the kinds of notes or whatever that someone in a customer service center might be entering, um, you know, it's it. it it, it can be a little messy, right? Honestly, the data can be a little messy and that's okay, right? And we're, that's, that's, that's the challenge that we're tackling with, with Einstein Discovery. And the other thing we really haven't talked about is you got to remember that Einstein Discovery is, is sort of half of what we call the Einstein Analytics Plus product. And so, and the reason I mentioned that is just because a lot of times customers are trying to get, you know, dashboard widgets that have descriptive data and visualizations along with the augmented AI piece. And so, so to you know, I'll just use my customer service example. It may be one of those times when you know, a customer service agent is just again looking at what are the what are the top hundred priority open customer service cases this week that we need to deal with. Um, visually, they might be looking at that in Einstein Analytics, but Einstein Discovery might be providing you know prediction scores around likelihood to get those closed out or whatever. And Additional so, yeah. insight. Yeah, no, that, yep, that exactly. that's great. So. Well, Darvish, I, I just have one more last question. I want to thank you sure. for your time uh, yeah. talking about Einstein analytics, Einstein discovery and such. Um, Absolutely. So as analytics professionals, we run into, you know, all, all sorts of all sorts of things throughout our careers. I was hoping you could, you know, share your favorite use case that you've run into, whether it's, you know, some cool article that you've read, whether it's uh, something you personally worked on that's, you know, whether super fancy and sophisticated or heck, it was just, you know, kind of a breakthrough cool moment in your career or whatever. What's, what's your favorite analytics use case, Darvish? <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a great question. It's tough because there's obviously there's so many I could pick from, uh, including, you know, a lot of the ones I work on with customers every day, but, uh, I guess since it's kind of more of a personal question, I'll just I'll answer from more of a personal perspective rather than just the you know the sort of the general business stuff we've been talking about. So there are three three or four that come to mind right away. Um, there's this one website that I it's 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 kind of uh, I don't really know how to explain it. You'll have to go look at it for yourself. But it's um, I think it's it's pronounced Worldometers. I never know if it's Worldometers or Worldometers, but I think it's Worldometers. And it's uh, the address is Worldometers.info, and it's and it's sort of this live set of KPIs around things like world population and a bunch of government KPIs and whatever. But the group that put that site together, they used some pretty interesting math to pull it together. But anyway, it's a real time feed of like you know you could see how many newspapers were circulated today in real time and it's just the, some of the numbers are just stunning and so it's just an interesting example of using you know math and statistics and algorithms to to produce something that's just very uh, consumable by anybody anyway so I, I like that one um that's one i look at occasionally myself personally so that's why i mentioned that uh i'll give you a couple more real quick so it's, yeah sure go ahead secondly um you know with tableau uh now being in, in the fold you know the with COVID Tableau, uh, the Tableau COVID site, if you haven't seen that before, the, that, that's a, a site that has become yeah. heavily used by millions of people. And so that's just one of those sites that I think is just so compelling in terms of like what can be done with data for a, a current challenge, right? And so, so definitely check out the Tableau COVID-19 site if you haven't seen that. And then um, third thing I'll say is uh, I'm a big fan of DeepMind, right? Anything those guys do seems to just be so cool. Like this, all the stuff we know them for, like, you know, winning in, in Go and chess and all that. But 
Um, but then they have, you know, their, their latest Atari stuff that they've done of te teaching <laughs> a bunch of Atari games to play better than humans with, with really, you know, no training at all. It's just I mean, the work that comes out of that, that yeah. group is pretty, pretty, pretty stunning. So I'd, I cool. keep an eye on, uh, yeah. And then last but not least, uh, uh, again, this one would be very personal. So there's a, there's a app called training peaks. Uh, so trainingpeaks.com, which is used by a lot of coaches and athletes, especially in endurance sports. And so I do, a, I do a fair amount of, um, ultra running and, uh, bike racing, a lot of gravel bike racing and mountain bike racing. And all of my, all of my stats that are captured on my various devices and watches and whatever, when I'm doing these events, hundred percent of that data is now captured and put into the training peaks app, which has really kind of become the number one platform for that. And the level and the amount of stats and detail and uh, explorability within Training Peaks is pretty incredible. It's a it's a company in Colorado, I think, is where they're based. Oh, but anyway, cool. just one of my favorites. And just like you know, there's so many different things that analytics and AI and stuff are being used for now that just I I could keep going. But those are just a few of my favorites. Thank you so much for taking the time, Darvish. It's really absolutely great you share your insights on Einstein discovery and Einstein analytics and and analytics machine learning in general. So. Appreciate you taking the time and uh, we'll, see you, we'll see you next time. For sure, thank you and I appreciate all your work.